Welcome to The Confidence Crown. I'm your host, Lisa Hyde, and each week I'll be sharing a solo episode or bringing in a guest that will help you bust through your fears and get you laser focused on your dreams of time and financial freedom. I want to use this podcast as a way to empower as many women as I can to be financially self-sufficient because babe, you rule. Think of me as your business bestie that's been through it all and here to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. And while I'm not claiming to have all the answers, hopefully I'll help you sidestep the last two. Ladies, it is time to earn and own your crown and be the yes queen you are destined to be. Together, let's make it rain. Episode 10 of The Confidence Crown. Fur Babies Rock. I know, again, you're wondering, why the heck are we talking about dogs in a business podcast? Well, guys, again, I want to give you my history, and I want you to get a better understanding of me, but also understand that these backstories of my life are what form my passions and what keep me wanting to push forward and doing better in my business. So I'm not a kid mom, but I'm a proud mama to a four-legged dog who's coming up on his 11th birthday. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of my nearest and dearest friends have kids and I love them, but it wasn't my calling. As a matter of fact, a larger collection of my friends are just like me. Our kids have tails and bring us joy beyond belief. And I've always had dogs. From the day I was born, there was a four-legged furry friend by my side. They're loyal, they come with oodles of unconditional love, and they stick with you through thick and thin. Ouija, who you guys have gotten to know, well, he's my fifth rescue and by far the most delightful. I was lucky to get him. He was about two months old, and so he imprinted on me almost instantly. He and his sister had been thrown away, tossed in a dumpster by some a-hole. Thankfully, waste management noticed and brought their sick little bodies to a shelter in the valley. He was in quarantine when I met him. The shelter didn't know if he'd survive, and he had multiple intestinal viruses and obviously needed to be properly treated because he hadn't been weaned. But even through the deep fog of drugs he was under, he momentarily locked his deep brown eyes on me, and I was mush. (laughs) I signed all the papers saying I knew he was at risk, and I adopted him, and I just couldn't leave him behind. So off we rushed to the vet to get him well. With directions and meds in tow, I brought him home to start nursing him back to health. I can still remember the first bath I gave him in my kitchen sink, all two and a half pounds of him. I gave him a little food and medicine. Then I laid down on the couch and put him on my chest and he fell asleep. Except for the time that he was being potty trained and crate trained, he has always slept with me, but now he uses my legs as a pillow. He is smart and loving and is always by my side. Even as I record this, he is curled up under a blanket in his bed right near my desk. I can't imagine not having him around me every day. And just like there are millions of shelters with animals that need to be rescued, there are millions of orphans around the world that need a home. I don't need to push a child through my birth canal to feel like a woman. If I change my mind, adoption is still on the table, as are a few more dogs in my future. And I'll talk a little bit about why I didn't have kids. And it wasn't really on purpose. I mean, I assumed I would. Um, Again, I had that plan, right? I had the career. 
Um, I was going to have the house with the picket fence and 2.5 kids. You know, I really had my life planned out. But when it all came to a screeching halt to take care of my mom, I was in my 30s. And that's pretty much a normal time for people to start raising families. And it was not on the top of my list anymore. Taking care of her was. So I put my personal life aside to take care of her. And I don't regret this. People ask me all the time if I regret this. I don't. Um, But I will tell you, the relationships that I was in when she was sick were not the healthiest. And um, having a child at that point didn't seem right. Again, not the right person that I was with. Um, And it really wasn't until she passed away that I had that kind of crippling feeling like, wait, now I should have one because if I have one, it'll be kind of like bringing her back. She and I looked so much alike. I truly believe the genetic makeup would have continued with another generation and I would have kind of had her with me again. Um, It was also a really selfish reason for wanting a kid. I was just trying to bring her back. And then the reality of it all is I was totally single at this moment. And I didn't really want to have a kid on my own. And I knew how hard it was to be a single parent. I knew how hard it was to manage that life. How could I, with a right mind, purposely set out to have a child on my own without a single relative to help. So think about this again, guys. This would have been me and a nanny. Okay, my grandmother was still around. Sorry. This goes in two phases. The first one being I wanted her, I wanted to have a kid right away after she passed away. And then I got in a relationship and that person turned out to be a big old dud and thank God we didn't have kids. So that was it. And then losing my grandmother, again, that kind of moment comes racing back. And the relationship I was in when my grandmother was sick, well, I thought that was going to be the one. I thought that was going to be the person I had a child with. So that conversation came up a lot. And when we were actually introduced, that was one of my prerequisites is that I was ready to start a family. And supposedly he was as well. Well, six months or a year into it, um, it was very clear that we were on different paths and that he didn't want a child, or at least he didn't want one with me at that time. And I started to doubt all of that as well. And soon thereafter is when my grandmother became ill. And um, losing her was another big kind of like hit over the head with okay, now I've disappointed my mom by not having a kid. Now I've disappointed my grandmother by not having a kid. So, you know, they both very much had wanted to be a grandmother and a great-grandmother. So there was a tremendous amount of guilt, for sure, and Jewish guilt on top of that. So it was big. But it wasn't enough, again, to make it make sense. I am now fully alone. I am not with that person anymore. I'm starting a new business. I have a new home. And the question was, as I sit here in this room and actually look around, was the second bedroom in my house going to be a nursery or an office? 
And I debated for a long time because I've been here almost seven years, guys, and I didn't remodel this room and make it the pretty office that it is. It was a, it was a standing office, but it wasn't the pretty office that it is today until six months ago. Uh, because I, again, couldn't realistically, with a healthy heart and mind, set out to have a child by myself. Now, I know plenty of women do, and kudos to them. But again, my history, my limiting beliefs, my own fear of being a single mom on my own with only a nanny to help me was not the way I wanted to bring a child into the world. Now, I mentioned before in the dating episode that I tried for a year to have a child with someone. It didn't work. Um, And when it didn't work naturally, I kind of felt like that was the sign that I needed, that it wasn't going to be in my cards or in my future. Um, But again, my heart is open to adoption if my perfect guy, if my, sorry, as Shaman Durek says, if my twin flame comes with a child, fantastic. I'll be a great step-parent. It's all good. I am good with the choice I made. I don't need pity or people looking down on me and going, oh, you didn't have a child. And I'm not any less of a woman because I didn't have a child. I am a logical thinker. I couldn't logically have a child without at least having a second parent to parent with. Guys, remember, I had a shitty childhood example of a father. Why would I purposely put a child through that when I could sidestep it, right? You know, if I had had a partner and things hadn't worked out, that's one thing. But knowing, (laughs) knowing I was jumping into this alone or with someone less than a quality father figure, well, fuck it, man. It just wasn't enough to get me to shoot a bunch of drugs into my hip and uh, force a baby. So again, don't feel sorry for me. There's no pity here. I am actually 100% a-okay if I never have a child. And I am open to there being a child in my life if it's right. But my priority, my needs... Well, they have to do with more dogs and a mate who I can enjoy my life with. So twin flame, put your hand up. (laughs) I'm ready to start living that life. So if you are a fur mama, or if you are the mom of a fantastic child and you want to share more about motherhood with me, please feel free to DM me or tag me at The Confidence Crown on your Insta stories about your mom life. I always love to know more and would love to do a shout out. 